Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. So for today's podcast episode, I want to talk to you guys about how to set your goals for 2024, for next year, because I know that we're already into almost the end of November, which is absolutely insane. I literally do not know where the time is going. Um, But as we head into the holiday season, I think a lot of us start to think about our goals. We start to think about like, what did we accomplish over the last year and what do we want to accomplish next year? And so I think it's a really important conversation to have at this time of the year is like, how do I decide what goals to set for myself, for my life, for my business? Now, the main reason I wanted to talk to you guys about this is because I have in the past very much gone down the wrong path of what goals to pursue. So I've talked about this previously on the podcast, um, but for those of you who don't know, I had an energy bar company before I got into the business education space. And when I started that business, for all intents and purposes, I wanted to create a lifestyle business. I really just wanted to get out of the corporate world I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to live my life on my own terms and make my income on my own terms. And I wasn't looking to build some like massive company. I was literally just looking to have a business that would help me pay for my life. And that was it. Um, And so I got into the food industry. And as a result of what the industry looks like, my goal kind of shifted And it started to become that I wanted to build a national business because that's what the food industry looks like. To win in the food space, you really need to get volume of sales because your margins are so like basically non-existent in the food space. And so I was really focused on volume, volume, volume and really growing the business. Now that business model, unbeknownst to me, is a completely different business model. What that looks like is investing in your business pretty heavily for about three to five years, sometimes a lot longer, um, building it pretty significantly and working your butt off to get it there so that eventually you can sell it. And once you're acquired, that's when you make your money. So a business of that type doesn't actually pay you on a pretty regular basis until you sell it. I remember hearing um, Tom Bilyeu talk about this. So Tom Bilyeu um, is the founder of Quest Bars. And several years ago, him and his wife, Lisa, that were building Quest Bars, they actually sold the business for literally a billion dollars. You cannot make this stuff up. They actually sold for a billion dollars. But he actually had said on a podcast I was listening to that he was so broke. He was so broke for the entire duration of him building Quest. 
He was like, people do not understand. They see your successful business and they think that you are making bank. And he's like, literally, I was driving my beat up Honda Civic for years, for literally years. He was like, we were so broke. And then we sold Quest and now we are, you know, wealthy beyond our wildest dreams. But until we sold it, we had no money. And so that was the business model that I ended up getting into that I hadn't realized I was really getting into. And it didn't align with my goal of having a lifestyle business. So this is the main thing that a lot of people don't really understand about why it is I got out of the food space. A lot of people will say to me, like, why? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And this is the biggest reason. Because there was a tipping point for me where I realized this business does not support my life goals. I'm going in massively the wrong direction. And I've been going in that wrong direction for five years. Like enough is enough. I need to cut this off where we currently are and start driving in the right direction. Like, and people were like, well, why didn't you just stay in the business? And I'm like, when you realize that the goals you are working on are 100% the wrong goals, you do not want to spend one more second driving in that direction, driving in the wrong direction. You want to turn that car around and get yourself moving in the right direction, which is ultimately what I did. So this is why I'm talking to you guys about this today, because as we start to get into this time of year where we're setting our goals for next year, a year is a long period of time. And it's not, you know, it's not your entire life. It's not 10 years. It's not even five years. But a year is a really long amount of time in business. And it's a long amount of time to be devoting to driving in the wrong direction. So I think it's really important that we make sure that you are going to be driving in the right direction in 2024, that you are working on the right goals that are going to help you achieve your life's dreams and you're working on those over the coming year. So the obvious starting place for this is asking yourself one question. And that is, what do I want out of life? Like literally, what do I want my life to look like, right? We need to design our lives on purpose. We don't just want our lives to happen to us. We need to be striving towards a vision for our lives that we actually want so that when we get to the end of our lives, we can look back and be like, yeah, I did this. I did all this cool stuff. Like I got it to where I wanted it to go. And so that is the starting place is to say like, what do I actually want my life to look like in five years, in 10 years? Like, do you have something you are striving towards, right? So um, I did not always have such a clear vision of what I wanted my life to look like. And in fact, when I started Boho, when I started my last business, I had just a really vague kind of idea that I wanted to eventually move to Hawaii. That was like essentially what I was working towards. But I didn't have like a crystal clear vision of what I wanted. So I think it's really, really important that we do this because if you just have this vague understanding of what you want, it can be really, really easy to get off track. But if you have a crystal clear vision, if you can play this like a movie in your brain, you are going to know exactly 
what you need to do to get it there. So let me give you an example. When I finally did sit down and build out this vision, and I'm going to be honest with you, didn't do any of this during my time in Boho. So this was really more recently. This was during COVID, so probably 2020-ish. I sat down and said, what do I actually want my life to look like? And I did this with my husband. We sat down and we literally wrote it out. We literally wrote out, like, what do we want our lives to look like when we are 55? So I have it here. I've kept it because this is kind of like the North Star for us, right? Anytime we feel like we're getting off track, we can kind of come back to this and say like, what is the vision? What is the vision, right? So this is what I want for you guys to do. I want you guys to sit down and say, let's say 15 years from now, what do you want your life to look like? You should be able to reach out and touch it. That's how descriptive I want you to get. You should feel it. You should smell it. You should like the whole nine yards, right? So um, a couple of things, I'm not going to read this whole thing to you guys, but a few things that we put onto our list. Um, We both want to be fit and agile. So neither one of us wants to age in a way where we're still not like fit and moving around because we love hiking. We love exploring. We want to continue to be able to do those things as we get older. So we both want to be fit and agile. Hawaii was obviously on the list. We've got that like right at the top. Um, We both want to be happy. Like it seems really simple, but um, we've actually used this, the happiness factor as a North star for ourselves over and over and over again in saying like, yeah, we're working really hard, but are we happy? Because if that is one of our goals in life is to be happy, then there are certain things that we need to do in order to ensure that that happens. Um, We want to be wealthy. Of course we do. Who does not want to be wealthy, right? And have disposable income to do the things that you want to do with. Um, We want to um, have a sense of achievement and pride. We want to both not have traditional nine to five jobs, which we've already um, accomplished, which is great. Um, We want to be running marathons. We want to have successful businesses. Um, We want to be healthy and be eating healthy. There's, There's so many things on this list, right? But if you can really like flesh it out. So um, one of the things on the list is we want to have a house that is literally situated on the beach. We want to be able to step out our front door and put our feet in the sand. I can literally envision this house and I do on a regular basis envision this house, right? So it's a plantation style house. It's on the beach in Hawaii. Um, at the like dining room area, we have a window that I can open up. I'm sitting in the dining room area. I have my laptop in front of me. I'm meeting with a client. I just got finished swimming in the ocean. Like I will think about this all the time over and over and over again. This is my vision for my life. This is what I want to accomplish right now. We have since kind of rejigged this a little bit because we've realized we don't want to move to Hawaii full time, but that we want to be there probably half the year, right? Like nobody wants to be in Canada in the winter. So that is our goal is to be um, somewhere tropical, hopefully Hawaii for half of the year. So taking that as the example, right? So once you have your like robust vision of what you want your life to look like 10, 15 years in the future, 
The next thing that I want you to do is start to ask how you can accomplish each of these things. We want to be pulling each of these things apart. So for instance, if we want to live in Hawaii for half of the year, then what needs to be true in order for that to happen? Like, how can I make that happen? Well, so for me with my business, what I need is a more consistent revenue stream. So I'm making good money, but it comes in pretty sporadically, right? So um, I made a bit of money when I ran the conference and I made a bit of money when I do speaking engagements and I make a bit of money when I have clients, but it's really kind of sporadically coming in. There isn't a whole lot of consistency to it. So I need to figure out consistent revenue streams that make me money consistently. So in thinking about that, then I ask, well, how can I do that? What do consistent revenue streams look like for me in my business? So maybe that looks like bringing on podcast sponsors. Maybe that looks like creating a group coaching program or a membership, right? That would create consistency because a membership or a group coaching program or a podcast sponsor would bring in money month over month over month. It might be a lower dollar amount than the big amounts that I'm getting kind of sporadically, but it would be more consistent cash flow. So, okay, well, I need then podcast sponsors, I need a group program, I need a membership. Well, how do I accomplish those things? In order to accomplish those things, I need more people in my world. Because I can't do a group program right now. I don't have enough people in my world, right? We have to be honest and realistic about what this looks like. So any new product that you put out there to the world, it's going to convert at a certain rate. And usually that rate is fairly low. So typically we're looking at converting about one to 2% of the humans that we're talking to. Now, if we're converting at one to 2%, I don't have enough people to launch a group coaching program or a membership. So, okay, I need more people. How do I get more people, right? So then it looks like me going and speaking at more conferences, me getting my name out there more. So now I know that's something tangible. Okay, well, if I need to speak at more conferences, that's something I can do. I know how to do that. I can research conferences that are in my area. I can reach out to the people that are running those conferences. I can introduce myself, maybe see if there's somebody that we mutually know that can do a warm introduction. I can talk to them about why it is that they would want to have me be a speaker at their conference. I can talk to them about my rates and try and get in front of their audience, right? Because once I get in front of their audience, then I'm gonna bring more people into my world. And once I bring more people into my world, then I can start to have more products and more services that create a more consistent cash flow for my business. Once I have that more consistent cash flow, now we're looking at potentially spending half the year in Hawaii, right? So you can literally reverse engineer this stuff. So one of my big goals for 2024 is actually the result of a friend posting about something she did on LinkedIn. And I saw it and was like, oh, that's so cool though. Um, So she had posted that she was on a plane going to another province to do a speaking engagement. And I thought, I wanna do that. I wanna do that. That needs to be my next big goal. Because, I mean, not only is it 
super cool. Like who wouldn't want to do that, right? I'm going to get on a plane and fly somewhere to do a speaking engagement. It's very cool. Um, But also because I know it supports my ultimate goals, right? Like I saw that post and I was like, if I did this, it would help me get in front of new audiences, bigger audiences. It would be really cool. And also it would support my goal of getting in front of more people so that I can launch programs and services that support a larger group of people that would then result in more consistent cash flow and help me get to my end goal, my end vision here. Um, I also kind of set out this goal. So I said, I want to do one speaking engagement, just one, where I need to get on a plane to go to that speaking engagement. And there's a reason for that. I wanted to make sure I was setting a goal that was realistic. I didn't say I want to do a hundred speaking engagements where I have to get on a plane, right? Not only is that not realistic, but I really don't want to do that. A hundred times on a plane does not sound, it sounds pretty exhausting if I'm going to be honest. Um, And so I don't want to do that, but also it's pretty wildly unrealistic to say I'm going to go from having no speaking engagements where I'm getting on planes to having a hundred. So I wanted it to be attainable. I wanted it to be something where it's like, yeah, if I can get just one, I can feel really good about the progress that I've made this year towards that goal. Now, I'm going to continue to get other speaking engagements. Of course, I'm going to continue to grow my audience and grow the people that are in my world in other ways so that I can then eventually create that consistent revenue. Um, but I wanted it to be realistic in terms of how many I'm going to get out of province or out of the country. And so I would encourage you guys to do much the same thing, right? Like take that big vision and that big goal, start to ask how you can do these things, boil it down to something that's actionable, and then make a goal for the next year that's realistic within how much you think you can achieve on the basis of how much time you can dedicate to it, on the basis of the resources that you have right now to put into it, and just on the basis of where you're currently at, where you want to see it go, and what you think you can truly accomplish over the next year. So this is essentially how I want you guys to plan your 2024 goals. I want you to be reverse engineering those goals based on what you want your life to look like in 15 years. Because this is how you're going to get it there. This is how you're going to get it there, right? So the starting place is to make that really robust vision. You want to be able to play this thing like a movie in your brain. You want to be thinking about what are you wearing? What are you doing on your time off, right? How do you look? How do you feel? What do you do for work? Like, who do you spend your time with? All of the things that you can think of that are important to you for your vision of your life in the future. I want you to think of all of those things because now once you decide what those things are, you can start to figure out how you get it there. And that's how you build out your goals, So another thing that kept coming up for myself and Derek as we started to build out this plan and this vision for our future is being healthy, being healthy, being fit, being agile. And so for me, I know that the starting place for that is to consistently work out. 
And I have to be honest with you guys, this year I have found it to be really hard to consistently motivate myself to go to the gym all like day in and day out, right? And I've built out a routine and I'm doing it like most days, but there's still days where I'm like, I did not sleep well. I got like four hours of sleep. I am not going to the gym. And so that is hard for me. But at the same time, I know I'm very aware of the fact that if I want to continue to be fit and agile as I get older, that this is something I have to commit to doing now. And so as a result of that, my goals that I put down for each and every month always include fitness goals. There's always some sort of health and wellness or fitness goal that is in my journal for each and every month that I am working on because I know that if I don't work on it now, I'm not going to get to that end vision, right? I might have a house in Hawaii without going to the gym every day, but I won't be fit and agile doing tons of hikes on the weekend in Hawaii if I don't go to the gym every day. So you can kind of see where this is coming from, right? Um, Another great example of this is my new haircut, I'm just saying. Um, So I got a new haircut recently, and by new, I mean this is my first professional haircut that I have had in 15 years, if you can believe that. So for a really long time, um, I have just been cutting my own hair. Because for a really long time, I sort of thought like, I have long hair. How hard is it to cut long hair? I'm just like, right? Like, no big deal. And I've been doing that for a long time. I even like would cut layers into my hair. Like I was trying pretty hard to do it well. However, I am not a professional hairdresser. I have no idea what I'm doing, in all honesty. And so as a result of that, my hair was starting to look kind of limp and just hanging there. And that wasn't a huge problem for me when I was younger. I was like, it's really not that big of a deal. My hair looks fine, whatever, I don't really care. But as I get into more and more professional kind of situations in my career, and people are looking at me in this professional light, like I'm I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a professional and I need to look the part of a professional. And that is a part of my vision for the future. When I think about myself in the future, I think about myself as a highly well-respected, professional, career-oriented businesswoman. That's who I want to be. And yeah, I want to be doing it half the time on a beach in Hawaii, but that's who I want to be. That's how I want people to see me. And so if that is my vision, if I want people to see me as this well-respected career woman, then I need to look the part. I need to look the part. And I'm changing a few different things in my life um, in order to accomplish that. But one of the things I realized is that my haircut just doesn't do it justice. Like people still look at me like I'm a kid because I'm cutting my own hair and I have a kid's haircut. Like I'm not 27 anymore. It's not cute. Like I need to like up my game. And so I did. I went and I got my first professional haircut in 15 years and I feel great about it. I feel like it looks great. She did a great job. Shout out to Vanity House in London. Um, And I think it was just the right move for accomplishing the look that I want to achieve and for stepping into the persona of the person that I want to be now and in the future. 
Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you guys are setting some fantastic goals for 2024. I hope you have a great week and I will see you back here again next week.